0: So when I talk about like the energy behind the words or behind how you're showing up or behind you know, the strategies that you're employing, I'm talking about the essence of like who you are, not necessarily how you're vocalizing it, but like the energetics behind it. So it could be your body language. It could be like the nuances in what you're saying. When I think about the energy of the words, I'm thinking about The words that carry meaning, but how they hit energetically in someone else's body. So, for example, if you're using low vibrational words like, you know, struggle and pain, which a lot of mass media marketing uses, it hits in the body in a very constricted and closed off way. Whereas if you're using very empowered words, uplifting words, they're going to hit the body differently. And so Depending on the type of clients you're wanting to attract and how you want to be a match for them, that has to be in alignment with who you are, your message, the words you're using, and also the strategies that you're employing.
1: Welcome to Captivate The Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you with me today and I have got such a great episode for you today. I don't know if I have had trying to think back i know i've had a couple of people on the show that are intuitives energy they they really are very similar in their work to the way i approach voice i've had a couple but today i've got katherine thompson with me and you are going to be absolutely blown away and fascinated with what she's going to talk about a student of mine took her quiz and we're going to put the link to the quiz in the show notes. You're going to definitely want to go and take this quiz. It's really cool. And my student took this quiz and reached out to Catherine and talked to her and got to know her. And she said, Oh my gosh, you've got to meet Tracy. And so we, she set up an introduction for us and we jumped on a call and we hit it right off so aligned in in overlapping our our work, but also how we're really trying to get the best version of you out into the world. We don't do cookie cutter. And so we, of course, we're like, oh my gosh, you've got to come on the show. I'm going to go on her show. She's here today with me. She's going to blow you away. Absolutely. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Catherine Thompson is a Canadian-based entrepreneur who inspires people to use their stories as a way to create change in the world. She's an award-winning marketing and communications expert with more than 15 years of experience. After growing one of her businesses to close to a million dollars in sales in less than four years, she sold it with a single email. Catherine is now the founder of Creativity Owned, a marketing and communication firm that helps entrepreneurs use the power of words to create instant appeal for what they are selling. Now, you may be thinking, well I'm not an entrepreneur so this episode is clearly not for me. No, you don't want to you don't want to miss this episode. She's going to be talking about copy and the words and how the words align and strategy and how it's all combined. It is absolutely one of my favorite conversations I've ever had here on the show. So let's head on over so you can hear from Catherine. Catherine, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Because I don't know, I'm thinking I was thinking back if I've ever had maybe I have you know this show's been we've been going for eight, nine years now. maybe I have had one person, maybe two people that are so close to the realm of what I do here, but I know it's been a really long time and and that's your teaser for today, everybody. you you're diving into a realm that's very close to mine. So I want to start with, just give us the give us the core of the work that you do and we'll we'll go from there
0: yeah so i'm a messaging strategist and conversion copywriter for online coaches consultants service providers but i'm not just like your traditional strategy like where i'm giving you messaging strategy and how to write copy i approach it from an energetic perspective where i'm taking sort of all three parts of the energy of the way in which you're showing up the words that you're using, like the written words that you're using. um, And then the strategies, the energy behind the strategies that you're employing, whether they're in alignment with who you are and what you stand for, and marrying all of that so that you can truly be the most unique expression of who you are um, and be a magnetic match for your ideal clients. So that's in a nutshell, essentially what I do. OK, I hope everybody got a beverage because we're
1: going to be here for a while. Yes, there's, there's already
0: so much in
1: that that I want to unpack. And I want to I want to back up. I'm, literally, I have about eight questions that come right out of that. But I want to back up for just a second and have you talk about what you mean around energy. Because, for you know, even though my audience is real used to, OK, I, the way I hear things, but that could be that could mean anything to people. So so hone in on that and talk to us about that first.
0: Yeah. So when I talk about like the energy behind the words or behind how you're showing up or behind, you know, the strategies that you're employing, I'm talking about the essence of like who you are, not necessarily how you're vocalizing it, but like the energetics behind it. So it could be your body language. It could be like the nuances in what you're saying. When I think about the energy of the words, I'm thinking about the words that carry meaning, but how they hit energetically in someone else's body. So for example, if you're using low vibrational words like, um, you know, struggle and pain, which a lot of mass media marketing uses, it hits in the body in a very constricted and closed off way. Whereas if you're using very empowered words, uplifting words, they're going to hit the body differently. And so depending on the type of clients you're wanting to attract and how you want to be a match for them, that has to be in alignment with who you are, your message the words you're using and also the strategies that you're employing. So that's what I mean by the energetics of it all um, in order to be that match.
1: Wow. Yeah. I just have to, I just have to sit here for a second and (laughs) process that. That is amazingly cool. And as you were talking about that, it was reminding me of, tell me if this is similar when I talk about, okay, your ideal client is listening for these five sounds are you delivering those five sounds in your voice because your story is a representative of what they're seeking? Is it, is it kind of the same yet very different?
0: Yeah, totally. And so you're you're coming from the sound perspective and I'm mm-hmm. coming from like the written word. So yeah. words, the words that we use carry, I say vibration, right? They're they're energetic vibrations and they also have deep meaning. So I often give the idea of like money, right? Money is such a deep conditioned word. And so depending on who's receiving that, will depend on how they carry it in their body, how they how it feels the limiting beliefs, the fears they have, all of it. And so I often say, if you're overly selling money, nine times out of 10, you're going to be speaking to someone's ego or wounds. So oh. it's finding also the balance. Doesn't mean that you can't use money to sell, right? Like help, how to make 10K months or look at what my clients have achieved. But it's finding the balance and knowing that if you're overly selling money, you're likely speaking to the ego and wound of somebody because it's such a deep conditioned word.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna dive off to the side here for a minute, away from my questions. But I'm really curious about something you just said, and I don't want this to be taken as a negative. But anybody in the entrepreneurial space will will know what I'm about to say. There's a lot of criticism or there has been over the years in the entrepreneurial space around coaches that will just start throwing out, I'll teach you how to make six figures and I live this lifestyle and I do this. And and you can look at it and see that maybe it is just a copy of somebody that actually is doing that. Yes. So is that where, I mean, that's... That's a kind of in this realm of what you're talking about where, oh, well, Judy's making a living, teaching people how to do six figures. I'm going to do the same thing, but maybe I've never really done it, but I'm going to throw this copy out that I see other people throwing out, but it was never in alignment. It was never energetically aligned. It's never going to work for me.
0: 100% and that's okay. where like the scripts and the templates in the online space or comparing ourselves to other people and going okay Judy's selling this and she's making a killing doing it or perceived killing right we never really know what's going on behind the scenes in people's businesses right? and so we're looking at other people and looking at the strategies they're using and that's why I often say it's like it's the person behind the business who you are And how you're being, and really the true authentic expression of who you are. Like, if you haven't made six figures, you shouldn't be selling how to make six figures, right? It's that whole integrity piece. But then marrying it with the words and also the strategy is what creates that full sort of energetic alignment. But that's exactly when you say that, it's exactly that. And I know there's a lot of criticism in the online space with overselling the money piece and mm-hmm. oftentimes i get clients will say like "catherine i've got clients that are just in such a desperate needy energy like what did i do wrong or where where did i go sideways" and oftentimes when we come back to the copy it's it's not an energetic match because they're not wanting to necessarily sell the money but they bought into the belief that they needed to in order to land the clients, Uh because that's Uh another piece is like, if I'm not specific or super tangible on the result, so I'll just make up a result because that's, what's going to sell knowing they can help serve their people, but they're just knowing they have to tie themselves to that tangible result. And we can go back to see how much content are you putting out? That's agitating the pain or selling the money or right. These really I say deep wounds for a lot of people that plays off of this sort of like needy, scarce energy. And you're going to get, that's, what's going to happen. You're going to get a match. So it's not like if you're misaligned, you're not going to be energetically matched with people. You will, but they just might not be the right people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to dive a little deeper into that, because what I hear you saying is what I'll say the best real I'm after your real best version of your voice. And I think that's really in alignment with what you're talking about. I want to come back to that, though, because you said something about we see all these negative and you didn't say negative words, but we see all this low vibrational. I think you said yeah. words out in marketing do you know why that is? Is it because people don't know what you know and they're just throwing out the wrong stuff?
0: Yeah. So traditionally, mass media marketing has been designed to promote and to market in a low vibrational way, right? That's commercialism, right? It's tapping into people's fears, Fear. scarcity, all lack. of that, and so and lack. And so traditionally, we've been trained in the marketing space to sell in that capacity. But that's to sell things like you know commodities or different things like that where we're in the online space now we're selling knowledge we're we have the ability to be uplifting and empowering and raise the vibration of the collective so to speak and so that requires our language and the way we market to change i think a lot of people don't know this and maybe it's because of my unique background like i've spent 20 years in marketing communication so i i've marketed in that way I've now come into the online space and I can see where there needs to be a change because of clients I've worked with clients, my clients have worked with, and I can start to see from that bird's eye view that there's a misalignment there. There's these people that are heart and purpose-driven that want to really help people. And they're trying to couple it with low vibrational mm-hmm. mass media marketing language. And, wow. and a lot of people in the online space, I think sell that type of template or framework. Um, perhaps because they don't have the marketing background or they're not able to see it from that perspective. Um, but that's just what I've noticed just being in the space. And so it's part of my mission to change that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: the worst bonus offer ever is here's my swipe file.
0: Yes. Swipe files, you know, swipe files are great if people have the perspective around them. And I just think that's the missing okay. link is that... okay? Because I think that you can get really great inspiration... But I think you need the backing, right? And so here's my swipe file and the strategy and the thinking behind why I created it. But I think some people are just employing it. Whereas anytime I give templates or swipe files to clients, I give it with the backing of, if you're wanting to attract these types of people, this is the language you want to use. And if you're wanting to attract these types of people, this is the language you want to use. So they have the framework and the strategy to then take the inspiration and run with it.
1: That seems like a really important piece to have rather than, here, let me just take your your words. And I don't mean it as a criticism against swipe files, but I see it in a way I've never thought about it before. We think, oh, wow, cool. You've been really successful with that, but their intentions were behind it, which was why their energy was potentially behind it, which is why it was successful for them.
0: Totally. And that's the missing link is why a lot of cookie cutter, one size fits all strategies, templates, white files don't work for people or they get like subpar results and they're like, what am I doing wrong? And it's because the energy behind the person operating the strategy isn't yours. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that it I had a conversation with somebody earlier today and she said, "I know I talk fast. Everybody's told me I need to slow down." And I said, "I won't take I wouldn't take your fast away. It's the core component of who you are and how you operate. I'd plug in what you're what is missing to offset it." And she looked at me like, "Whoa. It's not one size fits. It, it's not one size fits all." And I'm going to get to that, but I want to circle back around to this best version of you. Yeah. And, and it, the words and the energy and all of that has to be the best version of you. The words have to line up with who the person is and talk to us a little bit more about this, because I think this goes against the grain of what the world teaches us to
0: do. Totally, totally. And that's, and and again, I think probably in the work that you find, right, we all have limiting beliefs and conditioning and all of the stuff that holds us back from being our fullest expression. And so whether you're speaking like we are right now, like verbally speaking it or you're writing it in words, it's like, can I express who I am and the truest form of that and not be judged or criticized or whatever? And so we want to, like, I always say when you're writing copy, like you want to write it in a way that you would talk. So if you don't swear, mm-hmm. like I see a lot of like AF behind stuff and I'm like, would you actually say that in a sentence to somebody? Like, would you drop the F bomb or something? Like, right. cause like I typically don't in, in conversations with family or friends, I don't really swear. I say freaking a lot and stoked. And so I put that in my copy because that's how I actually talk. And so I often say that, when we're trying to emulate what others are doing, we can easily become a chameleon to what it is that how they say it and how they're expressing themselves. And we think I've got to express myself this way to be successful. I've got to operate in this identity in order to be taken seriously. Right. And so it's peeling back the layers and being that fullest expression. And it's it does go against the grain of what a lot of people teach is like follow the step-by-step I have the proven Mm -hmm. process I've got the secret hack (laughs) right and there isn't one (laughs) right
1: you know as you were saying that it made me think about Gary V yeah you know and and people love him or hate him there's really no in between and people that are not super fans of the f word well Gary V's not your not your guy but for other people it doesn't even I mean it's no big deal and and then I was thinking about something I hear in the professional space a lot, which is, well, I'm very different at home than I am at work. And that's like red flag, red flag, red flag. Or, well, I've got to be professional. And I'm always thinking, well, what are you going to do this? So unprofessional, right? I don't know that you're going to be unprofessional, but the language thing always comes up. Yeah. I swear like a sailor at home, I can't do that at work. Yeah. And my thought is, well, that is that the only thing that identifies you? You know, does. uh, So I guess that there I guess where I'm going with this, Catherine, is I, I guess I can be a major cusser at home. But I might make an adjustment to a different cultural space, but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to be something I'm not.
0: I don't know. Am I making any sense? Totally. And I absolutely agree with that. It's reading the room, right? It's like it's totally being able to read the room, but also still be who you are, right? So like exactly you you in a corporate setting, like you probably wouldn't drop the F bomb every second sentence or whatever, but at home you would. And that's okay. It doesn't make you fake. But as personal brands, I feel like we have the capacity, which is quite different than maybe corporate. We have the yeah. capacity to truly be ourselves and express ourselves in a way that is super authentic. And that, like you said, Gary V, you either love him or hate him. There's really no yeah. in between. And and that's because he is who he is, right? Like he is showing up as himself. He's super direct, he calls it as it is. Um, and if you go back and look at years ago, like 10 years ago, he's still the same guy, right? He's he hasn't really same. changed much no. about who he is. I mean, I don't know him personally, so I don't know how he is with his personal relationships. But yeah, he's just very direct. And I've heard lots of people say, I hate him or I love him. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of influencers are that are really standing in their truth and owning it to some capacity... Um, that they have that type of following, a love hate following.
1: Yeah, and I, I hear there's in what you're talking about. There's power in that. Actually, he is very energetically lined with uh, aligned with every f bomb he drops. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: so we can connect to that, or we can buy into that if it's our thing. Totally, and it also makes it equally freaking scary, which is why so many people hide behind. It and probably wear the masks because they don't want to be called out. They don't want to be judged. They don't want someone to say you offended me, right? I had a client recently that was like, I got an email back saying I offended someone because I put the word S-H-I-T in there, in the subject uh, yeah. line. And they're like, she's like, I say that all the time. And so she's like, I felt kind of bad that I offended somebody, but I was like, they're just not your people because if that's how you talk yeah, and you use those words, then yeah, they're... They're not your ideal person, so to speak. And that's how we become really good energetic matches for who we are meant to be an energetic match for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's so much. Because Gary Vee's pretty successful. Totally. I mean, you know, I don't think he's hurting financially. (laughs) And so it's this whole nother realm of niching down. It's not, it's this whole other realm. Yeah, of, of what people talk about niching down. So, but yet we don't want to do it. I love what you said about we fear doing it because there could be judgment or they, people might not like us or we might rock the boat. And so we sacrifice it all in a way
0: to not take a stand and line up. Yeah, it's diluting the message I often say to people is like uh-huh. you're you're diluting or dimming like diluting your message or dimming that light of yours, right? Is like, you know, are you actually? Because no, I think as humans, as our like soul, right? Our soul wants to be its fullest expression. It doesn't want to be this facade of it, right? So it's like when we when we start to dim that light and uh, dilute really what we want to say, over time we become frustrated, resentful, burnt out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So you had been in
1: the space for many, many years. And, and I think of your what you're talking about here and what you do, uh, like a superpower, a little bit like how I hear layers and how they're processed. And then I just really built it, you know, really leaned into that.
0: How did this type of work manifest for you? Yeah, I've always... I've always been somebody of words. So I think back to like being a child and I was always somebody that got up and spoke at events or, you know, in contests or whatnot. I was in drama. I was always somebody who was very expressive, but I was also highly intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I have always just had this innate knowing that I can't quite explain, but it's just this innate knowing I get a feeling. I can almost like sniff it out like, I call BS on that. That's not quite true. There's Uh, something there. It's uh, just that innate knowing that I get from even reading copy. I can feel it almost viscerally in my body that I'm like, Ooh, there's something not quite there. Or I don't feel like that's in full alignment or I feel like it's being oversold or over glamorized. Um, And so I've just always kind of had that. And I went and worked in corporate for 15 years. And I think I lost a lot of the intuitive stuff or I, I hit it because in corporate, we just are not really taught to like lean into that intuition. It's more strategy, tactical, analytical, psychological, logical. So I kind of lost a bit of it and then I came into the online space and I and I lost my way in the online space. I think more than anything, I came in. it was almost like I forgot everything I ever knew about marketing and communications. And my intuition and I adopted a ton of cookie cutter processes mm. that that worked. I got results, but they never felt that great. Or I in my body, I was kind of like, oh, this doesn't feel like a great strategy or this kind of feels like false scarcity or FOMO. And I don't really like that. Then I started to observe the type of clients. I started to track and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I don't operate like this. I don't feel like they're an energetic match to me. What's happening and I started to notice it was the language that we were using. And once I started to align my language with actually me, I started to attract a lot more soul clients. I like to call them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The That's so interesting about the physicality of it. I really love that. You know, people will say, and I don't know. We may have even talked about this when we first had our first conversation People a lot of times will say, no, I don't think you said this, but people will say, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a little paranoid having a conversation with you, Tracy. And I have to say to them, I'm I'm not tuned in all the time. Yeah. I'm not have to literally tune in. But I had an experience yesterday where the tone of condescension was so powerful. I had, well, no, it was the day before yesterday. I had a headache for 48 hours and that is not normal, but everything hits me on a very, very, very sensory level. Ha, ha, can, is it like a negative for you? You know, somebody is so misaligned or they're so going down the wrong path. Is it, I mean, do you have to be careful about it physically could make you sick kind of
0: thing? One hundred percent, and I'm so glad that you brought this up. Like I'm getting chills thinking about it because I think when I started in the online space, I offered a lot of group programs, and I was using that cookie cutter approach, and I would get headaches on the calls to a point that I would get f- sick after, and then I'd have to sit in the tub for like three and a half four hours. I would I would be in the tub, like my, my husband would be like, "Are you okay in there?" And I it was just my decompression, and I was like, something so off about this. Like this doesn't seem right. Yeah. And I went back to doing one-to-one because I felt safer with the one-to-one capacity of like how many people I can take on and how I can not. And that group setting just felt very, if it was the wrong group of people could really impact my energy. And so um, I went back to one-to-one and then I got a bit disgruntled because I was capped out at the one-to-one. I was yeah. like, well, I can't scale this way. So there's gotta be a better way. And that's when it dawned on me, it literally again, my intuition, it was like, this is what's up. Like you have to marry who you are with your language and the strategies in order to really be that match. And now I have this group of like amazing women that I can get on a call with them and get off. And I don't feel any impact in my body.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And, you know, it, that was such a strange thing for me because normally I it's almost like two separate buckets. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't navigate the world hearing, and and you may feel the same way. You can't go to the grocery store necessarily tuned in because there's somebody mad in there or whatever. But the what was the other thing I was going to ask you? Oh, I know what I was going to ask you about that. As you were talking about that, it made me think of, and this is so off the realm of the work that you do, (laughs) but but, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Do sometimes people show up because there's a lesson that we need to learn from them? And does that actually come from the words and the energy that we put out? I always kind of thought about it like, oh, well, people show up to teach me a lesson when I need to learn that lesson. But was there really a catalyst to make them show up? 100%
0: I think again energetically right within ourselves I always say that every client that usually comes into my space is a mirror or relationships I have or people I meet are usually a mirror of some sort and it's usually either like a reflection to get me to think about okay where do I need to grow evolve expand or if I'm getting triggered it's like what's why am I getting triggered what do I need to learn here from it and so again if you if you kind of tune into that inner piece of you it's like where is this residue or where is this limiting belief or block or subconscious, right? Sometimes we don't even know
1: mm-hmm. that
0: we have it or we're carrying it. And so sometimes we're like, why did this person come into my life or what? Did, I don't even know. And then you start to dive into it and you're like, okay, this is where I'm an overgiver or I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And this person's here to test my boundaries. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and you know, when that happens to me, I'll get about
1: five of them at the same time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they like, come in, in a
1: group. <laughs> they, they really do. And it's like, okay, Uncle, I I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll learn the lesson. I'll see. But I but I'm just really fascinated with what I'm always interested in my part. Yeah. What did I put out that gave them the okay that it was time to come? Yeah. I just think it's so, I just think it's so incredibly fascinating. Okay, so let's let's go back to the cookie cutter thing. I want to spend a little more time on that because I think that was really something we talked about a lot when we first met. And as I said in the introduction, we got introduced to each other. A student of mine said, oh, my gosh, y'all are so aligned. You have to meet. And of course, within two minutes, you know, we were we're best friends forever. I love it. You know, so we are so aligned. But that was one of the things I remember the most from the first conversation. This is not cookie cutter over here. This is not slow down, speak up, blow your lips, warm up. No, I don't do that game over here. And I know you don't at all either. That's a big thing you talk about. So talk to us more about cookie cutter and, and how that goes against the grain of who we really are.
0: Yeah. Um, it's really... I think the connection came from your your student because uh, I have a quiz out there, The what's owning your elevated edge. And she had taken the elevated edge quiz, which is basically how to tap into your unique energy expression. And it's this very comprehensive and thoughtful quiz that I put out there that really gave people permission and is giving people permission to just show up as themselves in their business and to employ strategies. And so my whole mission when i started my business was to really help people to co-create with them instead of saying like i launched this way with a challenge and you need to follow the challenge or i do webinars or i'm a social media person and you got to sell in the dms like mm. i just i i take that high level approach because i think i have the experience i know i have the experience right and the intuitive guidance i'm able to give people because i'm like that's not really in alignment with your energy. And I told a client recently, I was like, I don't see you on social media. And that's like crazy for people to be saying in this day and age, right? As an online business owner, like I actually don't see you on social media. I see you getting on podcasts and on stages because I actually feel like that's how you're going to be able to really reach people with your message versus just putting out content every day on social media. And so that's... The mission behind everything I do, my podcast, be the sought after entrepreneur. It's all about ditching the cookie cutter, one size fits all, and just finding a strategy that's 100% in alignment with your unique energy expression. And even if that goes against the grain of what the gurus in society saying, you need to be a successful business, like you have to be on social all the time, or. You have to run these launches, these very exhausting (laughs) launches to Mm -hmm. drive sales in your business. I'm like, let's just break all that down and go, what do you actually want to do? And how do you like creating content? Because a lot of people I come to me are like, I'm a good writer, but I, you know, I go based on my intuition and I feel like I have to follow some strategy I'm like, well, you don't necessarily have to. I'm very intuitively led. I don't follow a 30 or 60 day content calendar and people are yeah. their minds are blown when they hear that. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have to either. We get to co-create it based on your, the way you want to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about that, as, as you were saying all of that, I bet the And this is, I don't want this to be sound like a negative because I don't mean it as a negative, but it makes me wonder if the people, like you mentioned, the gurus, I wonder if they were aligned from the start. And maybe they were, you know, maybe this is one of those chicken egg things, kind of like the guy who said to me, Tracy, why is a webinar an hour? And I said, because the first guy did it for an hour. And he said, "Well, I don't want to do an hour. I want to do twenty minutes." I said, "Great, do twenty minutes. Your people will love it. It's that same philosophy. Totally. Twenty minutes works for him, not an hour. Yeah, we just, we just do because we we are we have been indoctrinated to what are they doing? Comparison and looking outside of ourselves mm-hmm. to see what we need to do, rather than bringing the tentacle. I call it tentacles out versus tentacles in." bringing the tentacles in and going, well, hold on a minute. I don't want to do an hour long webinar. That's dumb.
0: Yeah. I love that because I, a lot of my clients are like, I don't even want to do a webinar. It's not a lot of the people I work with are very esoteric and Mm. soulful. And so their stuff is really hard to convey in words all the time. And so I'm like, we have to show people, we can't tell them, we have to show them, let them experience it. And a lot of again, traditional marketing is like tell, 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 get up on yeah. the pedestal and push content out um, instead of drawing people in with your energy, with the essence of who you are, with how they can experience your work. And I love that when clients will say, I don't want to do an hour, I'll do 20. <laughs> you know, like yeah, great. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I love that. I won't do anything unless I can show. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I'll go teach your master. I'll come into your mastermind. I'll come in. I'm happy to do it. I love to do it, but it's not going to be a slide deck. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm going to teach and I'm going to teach through, get me somebody in the hot seat.
0: Love it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's it, how do you
1: explain what I, and this was one of the things I thought about before we jumped on the call. The hardest thing for the hardest question you can ever ask me, what do you do? Well, I hear voices. You know, I mean, do you find the the well no you because you're a words person. So maybe it's not so hard for you, but explaining these esoteric things, explaining, well, I tell you how you're being processed in the subconscious of the listener. Okay, what kind of freak show are you running here? Right. Totally. The same thing. It's that people are just gobsmacked when they understand what you're capable of doing.
0: Yeah. And I think it's until they experience it, they don't fully grasp it. And yeah. most of all of my clients is the exact same way. They say the same thing, like, I see things or I hear things or I just know or I can tune in, like, and I yeah. can feel it if I'm in the presence of somebody. I can feel where their blocks are. And it's so true that they're like, how do I express this? One, in a way that people don't look at me and think, what, a, what are <laughs> they talking about? And two, in a way that the right people can understand Mm -hmm. it. And so a lot of what I work with my clients on is like, again, showing, let's create experiences where your audience can experience what you do. So it's not necessarily traditional webinars with slide decks. It's not challenges. It's not... And that's why a lot of the strategies they've employed have never worked because they tried to create a slide deck and they talked at their people for an hour. And people were like, what? I don't get it. And especially with esoteric, it can go like right over your head. Oh yeah. Or in one ear out the other, like, I don't know, this isn't landing with me. And so it, but when they experience it, then their people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. I need more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think we see so much more of this. I now, you know, I'm thinking back to 1987, there wasn't a whole lot of this going on you know but the this is a real thing people I don't know when that even started now that I think about it well I guess we did have it in the 70s and 80s but those were the the wacky people over there you know that's the people in the flowy dresses I don't own a flowy dress (laughs) but I'm you know I I've definitely lean into sound so all right, I want to go back to the quiz for a minute. And yeah. everybody don't worry. We're gonna, I'm gonna put the links to all the things, the podcast, the website, the quiz in the show notes. I haven't taken the quiz. So a different unique energy expression.
0: Yeah. So it's owning your elevated edge, as I call it. It's it's how to own your elevated edge to become that sought-after entrepreneur um, and be that person, right? To to tap into that unique energy expression. And so you basically take. It's like a five minute quiz, but it's probably one of the most thoughtful, comprehensive things I've put together because the results pages, as your client mentioned, she had it took her probably five days to like fully kind of digest it, to even circle back with me and say, Oh my God, this was amazing. I just needed time to process. And that's the whole goal of it. It's not like a one pager where you can just read a couple bullets and then it's like, Oh, that was cool. It's, it really is like a ton of information, everything from like what platforms to be on. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, how to how to show up, how to own your energy, where you might not be, right? Like yeah. your sort of shadow sides. What What does that look like? And so there's so much there and even like a playlist to like get into the groove, like and to pump up your vibe and stuff like that based on who you are and what you do. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to
1: wrap this up. I got to get over there and take that. I haven't even taken it yet. It's awesome. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as soon as we get off this interview. Yeah. I can't wait. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I I love that stuff. And I, I built a quiz. I had it built. I, uh, voice masks, Ooh, you know, unique. What are the, what's the unique sound you hide behind? And I think they're so cool. I just think they're super cool. Yeah. And so valuable to know because we are so inclined to be copycats. Totally. You know, I mean, and then teach us that they start teaching us that. And well, here in the States anyway. I know you're in Canada, but if we get in the line, walk like Johnny's walking, everybody stand up, everybody sit down, you know, it's you get the answer right or you get the answer wrong. And if you don't, you know, I think we start getting indoctrinated in that very, very early on. So why wouldn't we think we have to do it like everybody else?
0: And if we're different and stand out from that, how scary is that? And we're not, we don't belong and we don't fit in. So we're told to fit in and we're told to be liked and to have everybody like us. We don't want to be hated, right? It's that whole need to belong and so yeah how do we do that right the safe way is to emulate and to copy and to be a chameleon in our spaces yeah. and yeah, yeah follow the rules
1: <laughs> yeah so then how does and i and maybe you have said this maybe you said this earlier but how does the person that is your type of person how do they even know We've got this massive cookie cutter indoctrination. How do they even know they need you?
0: Yeah, I think it's because they've tried. Most of the people that come to me have tried and they're burnt out and they're, you know, they've tried the strategies and got subpar results or they've tried the strategies and gotten results, but it's not sustainable for them. Or they've always naturally felt like something doesn't quite feel right. I don't really like that. And so I see a lot of creative rule breakers or rebels, right. Who are like, I just can't go with this approach. Um, and so they, they come to me that way. Basically that way is that they are looking for more of a co-creation, a thought partner to help them create on their terms versus fitting into, um, some type of box strategy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's the strategy and it's the energy and it's the words. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the words that you write or you help people write are in alignment with who they really are, with their energy, with, and that goes back to, you said that when we first started, who they want to draw in.
0: Yeah. So it's it's who they are. And and so getting really clear on, again, what they're selling, what they're offering. Because again, mm. a lot of time people come to me and they're like, I have this offer. Um, and I don't really want to sell it. But I feel like it's a good first step to like getting one-to-one clients, let's just say. But I really yeah. want to sell a group offer. But I feel safer with the one-to-one and i'm always like well energetically you're always not going to be aligned with it so you might get one to one clients but it's going to feel hard and forced and pushed and all of that and that's just not a really great energy to be in so i'm always let's get that offer alignment let's get the let's actually get you selling something you freaking love and yeah. not something you think you need to sell because that's what someone else sold and it worked for them but like what do you actually really want to sell who do you want to sell it to? Because again, yeah. a lot of people come and go, I've got to pick a niche out of thin air and I got to get really specific with it. And I'm like, well, who would you actually want to work with? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then we can create the strategy for words and messaging. Once we know that, we know, okay, how do we align that with the type of person you want to attract, essentially? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just let's throw it all up against the wall and see what sticks is definitely not happening over at your place.
0: Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) We do testing, but it's very, but it's a little more strategic. Yeah. It's once we've kind of got the pieces in order and then it's like, okay, now let's, let's do sort of like, I call it like a live test to some degree. Let's test the messaging. Let's test the offer and let's test the strategy you want to use. So if it's, launching cool. If it's, uh, you want to do a workshop cool. If it's social, if you just want to sell on social or you want to be on someone else's podcast, like let's yeah. pick a strategy that really works for you and let's test it and see how it works. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about back to, it's kind of back to money where I hear so many people, well, I've just got to, I've got to make some money coming from that, desperation and will I, this is going to be the fastest way to get some revenue in. It's just that's, that is why they're not getting the revenue. They're coming from the wrong place. It's misaligned. It's wrong strategy. It's wrong words. And even in people that, that I see they have failed launches. I'm sure this is a, this is the why.
0: 100%. Anytime there's a failed launch, I'm, I always ask like, how was the energy even going into it? Because I can feel Hmm. if clients submit copy to me in my program and I'm reviewing it, I can feel energetically. I know what state they were in when they wrote it. I just know. And I'm like, when, like, how did, how were you feeling when you wrote that first email? And they're like, I didn't really want to write it. I was kind of feeling like I had to. I was feeling rushed. I'm like, I can feel that in everything that's written there. Oh, wow. And then I'll read another one of theirs. I'm like, oh, like you're speaking. I can feel that to my heart. I can feel that. And I'm like, what state were you in then? And they're like, I was in a way better mood. I'm like, I can tell. So interesting. Launches carry so much pressure. And so I know people go in energetically so attached to the outcome, needing to make money, freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) This has to work, you know? And so that energy, you're carrying that right through. So you might, it might completely flop and you have nobody sign up or you have people sign up, but they're also in that desperate energy state.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's, see, I think you're better off for no one to have signed up than to have the wrong people. 100%
0: because it wrecks even more havoc on your energy on the back end because you'll start to doubt your, they won't be getting results or you'll feel like you have to drag them along. And then you you'll start to doubt yourself as a coach. And then all of the stuff that comes with that and no calls will be fun. And and then what's the point? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh man. I'm telling you, so good. So good. But now you've got a group again, Yes. Yeah.
0: Now you do one on. Do you do one on one at all anymore? Yeah. So I do. I do one on one copywriting done for you. Copywriting for clients. Who? Yeah. And then I do. I have Elevate Business Accelerator, and that's for like soulful coaches who are looking to scale with a group offer. Like I call it a high potent group offer, one that they actually want to sell. Um. And we work on the whole energetics piece of it the alignment of yeah. the author words, um, ditching the cookie cutter, co-creating together to build a strategy that's in alignment with them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think you told me
0: that's evergreen. You can it, sign up anytime. They could sign up right now. 100%. So I... Ditch the whole launch perspective yeah. one, probably one year
1: energy, <laughs> one in your thing, right? One in your quiz.
0: Yeah. Two years ago, I was like, I am not launching anymore. I'm just gonna go straight to back to one-to-one. And I, I refuse yeah. to launch again. And so yeah, so it's evergreen. You can sign up whenever you want. Um, yeah, it's it's the doors are open.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Well,
0: now, so we'll put the links
1: to all of this in the in the show notes, but I want to ask you something. I was going to ask this question, and then you said when you, you do done-for-you copywriting. Yeah. Now, that must be, you really need to know the vibe of the client.
0: 100%. So you've got to, yes. to you
1: gotta take on their vibe. It's no longer about what you think you ought to say. It's what they would say and how they would say it.
0: Totally. And the type of clients that are going to be an energetic match for them, not me.
1: Yeah, that is, that's like playing a role in a show.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really getting to know the client. And so I I am pretty selective with the clients I work with in that capacity. One, because it is, has to be an energetic Exchange yeah. for sure, um, but it's there's a lot of like front end work that happens there where I'm meeting with them, I'm digesting their content, listening to their podcasts, you name it. Yeah. Really getting to know their offer, getting to know their clients and the type of clients they want, um, and then being able to assess, you know, potentially why things maybe haven't worked as well as they wanted, um, and I can usually spot that. And why they've probably uh, attracted clients that were misaligned or can't afford it or whatever. Um, It usually goes back again to the language, right? Of what's being, how it's being sold. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds like a lot of work. So done for you one to one is it's um, massive. It is massive amounts of work, and so like I said, I'm really selective mm-hmm. with that portion of my business because I can't take on no like it's you know one to th- three clients maximum a month depending on the projects. But yeah. like ongoing, I should say, not a month like one project done in a month, but it's like very selective, and sometimes yeah. it's just one client depending on the the extent of the project yeah. that we're working on. Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. That is so cool. Well, I just love what you do and how you're doing it. And gosh, it's just been such a joy to have you here today.
0: Yeah, thank you. I absolutely yeah love, love what you're doing. I think, yeah, your gifts are equally so freaking cool. I've never met anybody like you that does what you do. So I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: I, I feel blessed every day. Yeah that I can, and I'm sure you feel the same way, you know, that have a superpower like this that you can lean into and help other people really Mac and, and you're maximizing the superpower.
0: Totally. Totally. I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do to really lean into that now, given ditching my corporate career to, to really pursue this. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so
1: cool. Well, thank you
0: so much. joining us today.
1: Any anything you want to leave us with? Any last thoughts? I mean this has just been, I know there's so many golden nuggets in this, but if there were if you have anything else that you want to add in, please do.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, if there's anything you can take away from this, is just like is to really, you know, lean into those parts of who you are that are unique and to this is your permission to fully express who you are. If you, as a personal brand, we have the the freedom to do that. And that's super, super exciting. And yes, I get that it can be terrifying and scary and all of that, but yeah. um, that's the true essence of really being able to stand out, I think in this online space um, and in business in general is just to really show up as that fullest expression. But your soul's happier when you do that too. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, good stuff. I agree a hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for so much wisdom and so much time. Thank you. I'm really, really glad you were able to come on the show.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you listeners. I'm always glad to
1: have you with me, but that's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.